Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Have you ever considered that we are living in a unique time, that something world-changing is about to happen, and that it might concern you? If so, you're in the right place. Keep listening and you'll hear thought-provoking views behind the news that point to a new and better future for all. Many people now sense that humanity is not alone. So consider this. If the Christ or the Buddha walked among us today as modern men, would we recognize them? What would they be saying? And most importantly, would we listen? Every Sunday on this program, Share International Radio, We'll examine extraordinary events that are unfolding behind the headline news. This may be the message of hope you've been waiting for. And now, welcome to this week's show. Hello and greetings to one and all. This is Diana Gold Holland broadcasting from sunny today, Vancouver. Uh, welcome to today's show, uh, which is the what it's like to be a working disciple today. And this we will base on the uh, life and work of Benjamin uh, Krem, who many of you know made his transition on October 24th of last year, 2016, at the age of 93. Our guest today is Felicity Elliott, who for many years was co-editor with Mr. Krem of Share International Magazine, one of the great sources of inspiration of our program, Share on the Air Radio. First, however, and as ever, for new people joining us today, let me go into the three basic premises of our show. Uh, I'm sorry, I can hear somebody writing in the background. All right, the basic premises of our show, which I present for your consideration only, I'll tell you at the end uh, how you can find out more information if this information is new to you. The premises, number one, is that humanity is not alone. Number two, that we have help of an extraordinary kind. And number three, that that help comes in the form of great teachers, literally perfected men called the masters of wisdom, who are emerging now onto the world scene to guide us through this difficult transition into a new age. At their head stands the Lord Maitreya, that's M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A, Maitreya, who is the world teacher for this coming age, the age of Aquarius, which is now dawning. Now, Maitreya is the expected one of all the great religions, but he comes as a modern teacher for all, religious and non-religious alike. He is not here to found a new religion or to have followers. He comes as a great teacher concerned with modern problems of a modern world. Things like starvation in the midst of plenty. Things like the environment. Things like justice and peace. His central message is share and save the world. So as I said, this information is for your, con for your consideration. 
if you want to find out more, please go to the website shareinternational.org. That is www.share, as in sharing, S-H-A-R-E, hyphen international.org. Well, with all the background in place, let me now introduce our guest for today, Felicity Elliott, the remaining editor of Share International magazine now that Benjamin Krem has passed. She came into contact with Mr. Krem's work in 1976 and joined his group in London, England, at that time. She has worked on the magazine since its launch in 1982 and shared the editorship with Benjamin Krem from 2000 onward. She's lived in Amsterdam for 30 years now. A little later today, we'll talk about what it ta- what it means to be a disciple today and how we as everyday, quote, normal people can also work directly with the Masters of Wisdom. But for now, let's welcome Felicity to the show and have her tell us something of Mr. Krem's day-to-day relationship with his master as a senior disciple. Welcome, Felicity. Hello, Diana. Thanks very much. I'm happy to be on the show. Okay. So where would you like to start? What was that very special relationship like as you observed in those many years? Hmm. Um, you know, I'd like to say first of all that because of his master behind him and working through him, as well as the overshadowing of Maitreya and so on, Ben was a most extraordinary man and made an impact on everyone he met. Um, not only people who were interested in esotericism or the New Age, but simply ordinary people, everyone he met. And I'd just like to give a, a little anecdote about that. Um, there was a man called Tim, the window cleaner. He used to come regularly to the house, and they would wave at each other through the window, and when time came to pay Tim, uh, they would have a chat. And just recently, Tim said hesitantly to Phyllis, Benjamin Cram's wife, since Ben's death, um, Tim said, um, you know... I'm so sad to hear about Ben's passing. He had an aura about him. And when he shook you by the hand, you knew he was special. And that's how Ben was. And it wasn't just that he was a pleasing personality. You know, many people have pleasing personalities. It was because he brought with him, I think, the beauty of his soul. And he radiated that out to everyone. So people felt that. And even if they weren't um, interested in the information he was disseminating about the reappearance of the Christ, the Masters of the Wisdom, nevertheless, he made an impression on people. And most people loved him for what he was and how he was. He was always very ordinary, got on well with everyone, never put himself above anyone. And I believe that his great appeal to everyone was through that love of his soul and the beauty. He was a beautiful man, beautiful in so many meanings of the word, senses of that word. Um, Now, what was it like to be a working disciple? Well, it was a privilege and an honor, of course, to know Benjamin and to work with him. And many people around the world know him and have had such pleasure in his company. Um, Ben had a quality about him and an ability to reach people and at the same time remain 
utterly dedicated to his work while going out to the world he remained himself just like a disciple ought to ought to be if you read some of the uh, definitions given by the master dk who worked by the way through the disciple alice a bailey and his works and her work can be found in the alice bailey books the alice bailey teachings um, Yes, thanks for um, mentioning like that. Um, mm -hmm. Thanks for mentioning that, Felicity. The Alice Bailey works are uh, very important works for modern-day disciples. In fact, two of her volumes, Volume One and Two, are are entitled "Discipleship in the New Age." So that is great. And uh, please continue then. Uh, mm -hmm. your Thank you. Yes, I was about to say that Ben has a, a, a lovely um, image that he gives of the life of a disciple. And if I may, I'd just like to quote from, from Ben, from one of his books, in fact, and I'll tell you something about it. He's, Benjamin says that people imagine that as a man or woman progresses in evolution, that he or she should become freer of their karma. Um, but he said, in fact, the opposite is true. Not only that, but as the man or woman becomes a disciple, an initiate, a world server, someone who has evolved and has an evolved sort of consciousness, um, they take more and more of the weight of the world karma on their shoulders. And they have broad shoulders because they need to be broad. Now, the symbol, the image that Ben gave is rather lovely, I think. He says, and I'll quote, imagine a bridge over a river, and the river is the world and its karma. The disciples and initiates of the world are the pillars of that bridge, and the spaces in between are the masses of the people. And where there are spaces, the water flows easily through, and the pillars of the bridge take the force of the flood, they take the force of the water. In a very real sense, the disciples and initiates of the world support it, they support the world. And that is one of the reasons why the life of a disciple is, from the average man's point of view, a very difficult life to lead. But Ben ends on a note, which I, perhaps we can come back to at some point. Ben adds, but of course the disciple is governed by the law, the great law of service. And Ben's life, as we've said, was absolutely, totally dedicated to service. And he served not only his master and Maitreya, but he ser served everyone he met in the sense that he helped, guided, advised, nourished, stimulated, and as he put it, held up the bridge for everyone, particularly the people in the groups around the world. And I'm sure all of them listening will recognize what I'm saying. Absolutely. And just as we go to break, I want to mention that Mr. Krem is the author of several books, brilliant books, covering many aspects of uh, that service and the, the discipleship role. Um, the Reappearance of the Christ, his first book, has in the preface the whole story of his discipleship, how he was contacted, how he trained with his master, and later became the roving ambassador to Maitreya. It's a cliffhanger. We'll talk when we get back with Fizzle City Elliot. Your conscious connection to a more mindful world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Spiritual. Metaphysical. Green living. Psychic. Alternative healing. Life coaching. 
Do any of these or similar terms apply to your business or cause? If so, you are in a niche market with a very specific audience. ConsciousGate PR is the world's leading conscious public relations agency. With a global reach of over 4 million and growing, we offer comprehensive media campaigns to our targeted market. Learn more at ConsciousGatePR.com. Conscious Marketing for Conscious Minds. Join Vibe Nation radio host, international psychic medium, Carrie Turcott, as she guides her listeners to rediscover themselves by accessing the keys of knowledge that already exist within. Each week's show is divinely orchestrated to intertwine with the universal energies, allowing the listeners to go deeper within. At the end of each show, Carrie will tap into the energies of the listeners and give a message from spirit about the upcoming week. If you really want to get to know who you truly are, join Carrie each Monday at 3 p.m. on Vibe Nation Radio. Now there's a book about UFOs that stands out. British author Benjamin Krem has worked directly with the Space Brothers and writes about their spiritual mission in The Gathering of the Forces of Life, a truly inspiring book. Visit shareontheairradio.org for details. That's shareontheairradio.org. Shareontheairradio.org. Hey everybody, Rachel Ray here. Nothing brings a bigger smile to my face than cooking up a big meal for the whole family and lots of friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in our country who struggle with hunger. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids. But they can't do it without your help. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hello, welcome back to Share on the Air Radio. Our guest today, Felicity Elliott, uh, who is editor of Share International Magazine, of which um, the late Mr. Krem was also editor. We're talking today about what it's like to be a disciple and basing this on the life and service. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. ...of Benjamin Krem himself, who was a senior disciple in what is called the spiritual hierarchy. Uh, this is comprised of a group of very advanced uh, men known as the Masters of Wisdom, who have attained uh, a very high rank in spiritual evolution, so much so that they are considered masters. Now, these masters work through people in the everyday world. They work in the open with such people, and that some, many of these people are considered their disciples. 
Um, so it's not, many people think of disciples as a religious term, or they think, for example, of the 12 disciples of Jesus. But discipleship today is quite a bit different, and I'd like us to go into that. Um, Felicity, um, as we have talked about, and, and one of the basic pillars of this bridge is that the disciple has a foot in two camps, one in the outer world of service, and also an inner contact, a soul contact with the ashram or group of a given master. Um, let's talk about that. What does it mean to be a disciple today? Yes, you've put it brilliantly, actually. That's exactly what Benjamin Cram himself would have said. The disciple does stand in two worlds, as it were. Um, the outer world where he's serving, etc. But on the inner planes, inwardly, he has to maintain a sense of himself, an inner sense of himself as connected with his own soul, more than his own soul, perhaps, at higher levels. He also has to maintain the contact with his master. Now, I don't know if you're, all of your listeners would know this, but Benjamin Krem was in telepathic contact with his master from moment to moment. So, in effect, his master was always present. Um, it was almost as if his master was um, in the room with us, taking part in conversations that we were having, for example. And it would, for example, at times we would be sitting talking about a particular problem in the world, and um, just then the master might chip in or give us further insight into a particular world problem and so on. So at the same time, Ben was working outwardly, serving outwardly, but maintained his inner contact with his master. And um, it was amazing always to see, even for example during a lecture, if Ben made a statement or needed to check some information, he could easily check with his master and then he would give it to the public. Um, rather, um, he made it always look effortless. But um, the master was always there, um, taking part in his in 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 our daily lives, and he then managed to make the masters accessible to us in that way, real. I mean, the master would often joke. The master Benjamin Krem's master has an amazing sense of humour and would always um, make little quips um, and uh, lighten the atmosphere with all sorts of jokes at times, even if there was a very serious conversation going on. But always able to provide new insights, further wisdom, uh, inspire us in all sorts of ways. And I'm sure that's, again, as I said before, the experience of many who have been with Ben. Um, but of well, course, you know, the life you, of you, a disciple... You, I just yes? wanted to make a little thing clear here. Um, you mentioned that um, Benjamin Krem very often mentioned that his own master was halfway across the world. So could you explain how the master would quip in this and that? Well, just give us a little insight on this telepathic um, connection. Yes. Yes, well, um, Benjamin Krem, and I think you referred to the reappearance of the Christ and Masters of Wisdom, Benjamin Krem's first book, and in that he describes um, his training with his master, which was very arduous, because imagine, imagine that you have to go out into the world and tell people this information, extraordinary information, which many people would see as absolutely impossible or improbable. So you need conviction. Now, that conviction in Benjamin was born of his 
this experience, direct experience, inner experience of Maitreya, the world teacher, and his own master. And although his master is in the Himalayas, Benjamin was in such contact with his master, and through their training, that became literally from second to second, it was constant. The master was always present if, if needed, and often, as I said, uh, took part in conversations. And that rigorous training was extraordinary because it was important for Ben to learn how to be totally detached, detached in the, in the following way, not only from his own difficulties, glamours, conditioning, etc., but also from the world's opinion of him. Because, as you know, he would, as you can imagine, he would, in the course of his life of service to the making known this information coming from his master, he would meet with um, people um, at least finding it ridiculous and possibly making fun or being snide, criticising. And I remember a comment from his master, I was told, who had said once when someone had been critical or making some comments or making jokes about Ben's work, his master said to him, uh, it's a lonely road you're travelling, my boy. And indeed it was, but that was why the training was important, that arduous training to teach Ben total detachment, absolute conviction based on such um, a definite and deep experience of himself as a soul and of his master and Maitreya. And so, literally, the master was present from day to day, from minute to minute, and uh, Benjamin's family, uh, my family, and many people who worked with Benjamin in London and in other countries will know this for a fact, that the master was present, took part, and often gave real... Um, yes, extraordinary, it told us extraordinary things that we wouldn't otherwise ever have known about. And at the same time, Ben managed to be an ordinary person in the world and to carry out his duties as a man in the world, his family duties and so on. Yes. Uh, I want to um, remind people, I, it was the uh, break music was getting a little loud, but I want to refer again to the preface of Benjamin Krem's first book, The Reappearance of the Christ and the Masters of Wisdom. In that preface, preface he explains his life, his training, uh, as Felicity has mentioned, and it's, um, it's a very compelling and very very fascinating preface as well, so I do um, do refer you to that. Um, but we're not all senior disciples of the hierarchy. What is it like to be an ordinary <laughs> disciple, Felicity, in the world today? Well, I don't know why you're asking me particularly, but um, let's, let's make a very broad definition of a disciple so that most of us will fit into that. Let's, let's do that way. A disciple is someone who accepts the definite, the, actually, disciple and discipline, these words are obviously connected, and a disciple is someone who accepts a particular discipline and accepts that he lives according to certain precepts and attempts to put into practice and bring into his life a modicum, at least, of his own soul's energy. And uh, how do you do that? How do you know that you're a disciple? Well, you, you try your best, is my experience, and then you uh, take up, um, and no one would think of... Uh, 
calling himself a disciple, except I imagine, unless they have started coming into um, some sort of relationship with their souls. And how do you do that? You do it through service, the greatest lever, and also meditation. And uh, I recommend a book by Benjamin Krem called uh, Transmission Meditation, a meditation for the new age, which is given precisely for our time because it is to do with a group, a group uh, meditation. Um, of course, you carry on with your own personal or private meditation, but at the same time you can serve the world by doing transmission meditation. And that brings you into contact with your soul. The soul is altruistic in nature, its nature is love, and the minute a person becomes uh, comes into contact with his soul, his or her soul, they, their desire to serve grows. And uh, that service can be rendered in any way the person wishes to do. For example, they might find themselves serving in a group like ours, making known the reappearance, they might, uh, reappearance of the Christ, they might find themselves working in a laboratory to find a new um, vaccine for some terrible disease, or they might find themselves working for the good of the planet, working to save our planet which is in dire straits at the moment and needs help. So there are all sorts of ways of serving. This is not a religious path only, although if you want to see your life in religious terms and many people are drawn to that path, why not? There are all sorts of ways of serving and uh, that's the beauty of this. We're talking about spiritual evolution. We're talking about the evolution of consciousness. We're not talking about the following of one particular way of doing things that is up to the individual so yes then 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 so the disi the discipline for the disciple is one of expanding the soul consciousness it's not about not drinking or smoking or eating meat or any of those things although those are probably <laughs> quite but that's not what we mean by discipline and that's uh, quite right well. yes training as well the training and meditation bringing us in contact with the soul uh, we've done uh, at least a couple of shows on transmission meditation, so I'll invite people to go back into the archives and take a look at those. And also, let's mention the the website, transmissionmeditation.org, uh, which has all kinds of information. And, of course, the wonderful book by Benjamin Krem, again by the same name, Transmission, a Meditation for the New Age. Um, yes, now, just as we go to break, which is coming up soon... Uh, I'd like to uh, make one last quote about that, that Benjamin has in his preface about his um, relationship with his master during that training. He says that the master uh, forged in that period an instrument through whom he could work and which would be responsive to his slightest impression. Benjamin said, everything I see and hear, he sees and hears. When he wishes, a look from me can be a look from him, my touch, his. And when we come back, Felicity will talk to us about the process of putting together Share International magazine every month and how Benjamin Krem's master took a direct role in that as well. See you on the other side of the break on Share International Radio. Sorry, Share on the Air Radio. <laughs> Free your mind. Expand your soul. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Have you bought into the idea that you have to work hard for your money, that business is hard? I will share some dynamic access consciousness tools to get you out of your own way so you can create a business that actually succeeds. 
Join me, Simone Millicis, on the Joy of Business at 4 p.m. Mondays Eastern. The Awakening of Humanity by Benjamin Krim is a concise, prophetic book about momentous changes soon to occur. It focuses on an unprecedented event, the emergence into full public life of Maitreya, the world teacher. Download the book free online. Visit shareontheairradio.org. That's shareontheairradio.org. Shareontheairradio.org. My name is Dale Pazinski, and this is how I live United. I volunteer with United Way, helping the homeless in my community by teaching computer skills and helping them build a basic resume to save on their very own USB drive. It's huge when somebody says, hey man, that job that you helped me apply for, I got it. My name is Dale Pazinski. I help people achieve financial independence. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hello, welcome back. You're listening to Share on the Air Radio. My guest, Felicity Elliott, um, uh, editor of Share International Magazine. Felicity, in this segment, let's talk about Share International and what an extraordinary magazine it is. Quite right, it certainly is. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Um, it still amazes me that it, we're now going into our 36th year. We started in 1982. At the time, we knew very little about what we were getting ourselves into. But because it is part of, let's say, part of the master's plan, part of his work, it has gone on steadily uh, all these years. And the amazing thing is that we don't take advertising. And something else which is really important for people to know about is that um, as the magazine is made, the physical magazine, and as we give it our attention and focused attention and really concentrate and see, try to get to the greatest clarity we can in our thinking and the way we do it, and it's cooperative, and by the way, the magazine could not work and could not be in existence all this time without the amazing cooperation of people around the world. There's a great camaraderie, we work together very well, sometimes we know each other, sometimes we don't know each other, but there's a wonderful team around the world, and it works because it is a team effort. But I'd like to come back to what I was just about to say, and that is that as the physical magazine is made, so the ideas go out onto what we call the mind belt of the world, what Benjamin Cram used to call the mind belt of the world. And so the ideas 
filter through, and in that way, the magazine has far more influence and impact in the world than one would imagine, because we're not in the shops, we're not available uh, on the shops, in shops, but we are available, of course, by subscription, and people can visit the website, etc. But you see, the fact is that although it's quite a small magazine, relatively speaking, it is powerful beyond um, its um, what we imagine uh, because the ideas go out and the sensitive people in the world pick up these ideas the intuitive people the people of goodwill the people who are looking and see the need for change looking for ideas how can we do this etc they can pick up these ideas not only from the hard copy of the magazine that they might have in front of them but also because it goes out in the mind built of the world um, well, also a lot of the information in the magazine as well. Um, you know, instead of re reporting on rape and murder and pillage like the mainstream media does, the volunteer correspondents in Share International look for stories at the grassroots where the principles, the teachings of Maitreya are actually being implemented today and starting to take effect. So there are stories there of justice, of sharing, there are uh, discoveries which will aid the world, there are all kinds of uh, very, very positive pieces of actual physical news that are included as yeah. well, so that people are always learning new things. And also, um, because these volunteer correspondents search out, um, uh, you know, visionaries to interview and, and carry, exactly. carry reports mm. from the UN and what have you, um, because of that, the content of this magazine is is totally unique. It's It's totally fresh and new. You may have heard of some of these people. But you find out um, a more intimate level of their story, of their vision, and, and many of them are not that well known to the general public, although totally influential in their own, their own uh, sphere of activity. Um, I want to give a slight background about the magazine itself, Felicity, just a couple of words. Um, it is, as Felicity said, it began in 1982. It is uh, staffed entirely by volunteers. Uh, except I believe the printer gets paid. Um, it <laughs> yes, it does. Has, it, it actually uh, has people that wanted to make it available uh, in other parts of the world, so it is now available in five languages. It is read in over 70 countries, and uh, there is the website that you can go and visit to um, get an abridged version every month, and all, of course, the wonderful background information. So that website is www.share-international.org. I'll say that again, www.share-international.org. Um, Felicity, I want to go into a few of the different kinds of, of segments that there are in the in the um, magazine that make it so special. Uh, let's talk yeah. first about the master's message. Yes, I was just about to say um, one thing that makes the magazine unique is the fact that 
every month for almost 40 years, Benjamin Krems Master wrote an article for the magazine. I believe it's the only one of its kind in the world which can say that. However, as people have understood and, and realized in recent years, because of Benjamin Krems failing health and the difficulties with uh, producing a, a full-length a full article every month. The articles have become shorter. Nonetheless, they're uh, powerful and inspiring as always. And in recent years, we've also often resorted to, and that's what we will continue to do, uh, repeating some of the master's articles. And it's amazing. I'm astonished at how relevant they are. Sometimes they seem to be even more relevant. You would think that they were written today, yesterday, for our times. So that's about the master's articles and why we continue to use them. They're there, and they're there, and they're still relevant. Oh yes, I was exactly. To I was mm -hmm. going to say that as well. The uh, the relevance of the articles they are so fresh and so so meaningful today. Even though some of them, you know, are go back to ninety two or eighty nine or what have you, it's absolutely remarkable. I agree with you on that. Sorry, you were going to mm. say something else. Yes, I was, and um, it's been a pleasure every year, at the beginning of every year, to choose a new painting on which to base a lithograph, and that becomes the cover of Share International. So that's something else that's quite extraordinary about the magazine. People will have noticed that there are all these amazing paintings on the cover of Share International for each year as a different one. And uh, this year, uh, uh, 2017, we'll show a painting by Benjamin Krem called the Tanka, the Tanka for the coming Buddha Maitreya. And uh, that will be the cover for the coming issue, for this issue that we're busy working on right now, in fact. And I'd like to say just a little bit, if I may, about Benjamin Krem's work with his master um, through his art, because Ben wasn't only an esotericist, only an author. He was also an artist, first and foremost, actually. And he was given by his master, master told him once, that he was allowed or given his art so that he would have something specially for himself. Apart from his service to the world, he would have his own uh, means of expression as, a, as an individual, as a man in the world, and as an artist. And so he had his art. But at some point, round about the late 50s, 1950s, 50s, his, his art began to change and changed quite radically and that was because his master began um, to inspire the art and that is because the master saw a way to use Benjamin Krem's art as a means to serve the world, another way of serving. So it was a tool to service and how is that done? The master could um, look at people and inspire them through the paintings and there are some paintings uh, well all of them in fact which if given due consideration and time and just focus uh, give the viewer give the person looking at the paintings uh, an extraordinary experience an inner experience and I recommend that to anyone and of course we're lucky enough to have the museum uh, Benjamin Krem Museum in uh, Los Angeles and uh, and, of course, they have a website, too. Absolutely, and I'll give that website right now. We'll repeat it later when you have a pencil in hand, but that website is, very simply, 
BenjaminKremMuseum.org. So Benjamin and Krem is spelled C-R-E-M-E, museum.org. The um, one thing to mention is that these Benjamin Krem produced many, many beautiful uh, paintings and lithographs were made of them. And those um, lithographs are also available for purchase. So you can find out more about that on BenjaminKremMuseum.org. And if you go to the website, uh, share-international.org, you can see representation of many of these lithographs, these paintings, on the covers of Mr. Krem's books, as well as on the Share International magazine. So, yes, absolutely. Um, a couple of other features that are very special about the magazine is uh, one of the sections that's called Letters to the Editor. Now, mm. we've talked about... Yes. Yeah, we've, we've uh, talked about the advance or the, the emergence of Maitreya and the other t um, Masters of Wisdom onto the world scene. And um, one thing is that they have been appearing to people in various ways. And one of them right, yes. appearing to working disciples. So let us tell us a little bit about that column, will you, Felicity? Yes, with pleasure, with great pleasure, because um, we, we were thinking about um, preparing for this, this uh, uh, show today. We were thinking about, well, in what way has the Master become accessible and uh, obvious and known to people around the world? And we only need to look at the letters section of Share International magazine to see how the masters work and how closely involved they are day to day in humanity's uh, yes in humanity's lives and in all aspects of those lives. It's extraordinary. If you read those letters, you will see that the masters act as guides, advisors, to comfort to heal, to hold a mirror up to people, to take them this, the next step on their journey in life, uh, to advise them in all sorts of ways. And those letters have poured in to um, our offices, and I say offices, and by that I mean simply um, Benjamin Krem's home, the information centre here, and of course these days and for the last so many years um, by email and to the website, we receive dozens and dozens and dozens of letters through the years, literally sometimes dozens a day, I, I might add. And um, fortunately for us, uh, over the years, the, the brilliant team that works with, with worked with Benjamin Krem in London, who work on the magazine, have been able to ask Benjamin Krem's master, through Ben, uh, whether the experience described in the letter is genuine or not. We, we only publish the letters that are genuine experiences, of course, and they might be experiences with the master. Um, Master Jesus, one of the masters who works with Maitreya. Uh, it might be an experience of Maitreya. It might be an experience uh, involve, uh, which involves a spokesperson, a spokesperson for the master, Jesus, or for Maitreya, usually. Sometimes their experiences are with uh, the Japanese master. And so the, the team in London has been able to uh, have those confirmed by the master, and we have so many, we can continue to use them for many years still. And it'll be a pleasure to read them. 
when we come back, how we as everyday people in the modern world can work directly with the masters to help save our world and make it a better place. Catch you on the other side of the break. Grab something to write with. We'll be giving out web addresses. Free your mind. Expand your soul. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Hi, I'm Kelly Fox, host and astrologer of The Astrology Show. Each week, I'll give you access to the current transits, which are a valuable tool that provide astrological information to help unlock the potential each of us has. Understanding the stars can help steer us in the right direction to make better informed choices. So if you're wondering what's going to happen in your week ahead, be sure to tune in to The Astrology Show for guidance. Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Are you on a spiritual path and want a quick reference guide? Look no further. The booklet Ageless Wisdom Teaching introduces key spiritual concepts, including reincarnation, meditation, and initiation. Download the book free online. Visit shareontheairradio.org for details. That's shareontheairradio.org. Shareontheairradio.org. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. <laughs> they can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Hello, welcome back to our program with Felicity Elliott. And we were discussing Share International Magazine. Uh, a couple of mm -hmm. other special sections in the magazine are the question and answer section. Aside from people writing in experiences they had and wondering whether these were direct encounters with Maitreya or one of the other masters, they also send in many questions and answers. Also questions and answers that came to Mr. Krem in the course of his lectures that he did not get time to answer. The fascinating questions of all types, which he would answer with the uh, advice and the guidance of his masters. Also a very, very um, interesting section. And the magazine would also cover signs of the emergence of Maitreya and the masters into, this, into the world. Many of those have been religious signs for religious people, but um, there are many others as well. You can go and check those out on the website, share-international.org, and um, find the variety of those signs. And uh, Mr. Krem would announce them. He would confirm them as people wrote in talking of uh, experiences of these things. Felicity, now that Mr. Krem is um, no longer with us, what, what's going to happen to those seg sections which he would confirm? The letters to the editors, the questions mm. and answers, the signs. What's going to, yeah, what's going to become of the, the, all that? 
Right. Um, let me also refer your listeners, if they're interested, to the December issue of Share International, that's the last issue, where we um, describe in some detail how we're going to deal with things. Um, but let me put it this way. So in terms of the questions and answers, again, we're very, very lucky. We have hours and hours and hours of lecture tapes. Uh, many of the question and answers were not uh, published, and so we can fall back on those uh, files. And we have enough, we have sufficient for the moment. But I'd like to come back to that point. And then to do with the signs, as you, you mentioned, you mentioned the signs, uh, and these were given around the world, all sorts of signs, not only religious, as you mentioned. For example, there are many signs to do with the existence of the UFOs, spacecraft, and the existence of the Space Brothers, and why they're here, and their spiritual mission here. And um, there are what we call signs or miracles, and now how are we going to present them is as follows. First of all, if someone has in the rec just recently had an experience which they think is a genuine experience. Of course, they already have their own intuition to fall back on. They have their experience of the sorts of things that are published in the magazine. And more than that, they also have an intuitive sense that something was different about that experience. It may be, for example, that even weeks later, month or a month later, uh, sometimes things happen a, a year or two uh, before people actually write in to us, and it's because something about the experience touched a chord within them, or that there was something odd or funny, peculiar about the experience, or that they simply cannot forget the face, the eyes of the person they met, or the impact they had. And so using those, we're saying, well, still continue to send in your experiences. Uh, we can't fall back on Mr. Krem and say, well, and could you confirm this, please? We can't do that. But so many of these experiences speak for themselves, and we're going to present them, as you did with your program, and as we always do with our information, simply for people to consider and maybe derive some hope or inspiration from. I'd like to just say something else. Just recently, I read a couple of articles since Ben died, uh, which were perhaps, if not disparaging, they were certainly wondering um, how we would manage, how the workers around the world, all the volunteers around the world would manage without Ben's input and without perhaps his master's input. And I've just received two letters. They're very brief. And if I may, I'm going to read them. Is that all right? They're very oh, brief. Go ahead, please. Right. This one says, Dear Editors, I recently read an article about Benjamin Krem's life and his recent passing. The writer of the article wondered how Benjamin Krem's supporters, by the way, we're not exactly supporters, he always saw us as co-workers, how we would carry on without him and without the guidance or help of his master. This person continues in their letter, I was wondering, with all the turmoil in the world at present, whether the attention of Benjamin Krem's master would be so urgently needed elsewhere that we, working in the groups, or who used to work with Benjamin Krem, would have to do without his, his inspiring 
being present. I sat down to meditate, and immediately I did so. Such energy, more powerful than ever, poured down into me and over me, leaving me in no doubt at all of the closeness of the masters. So my thoughts had been heard, my query answered, and my conviction reconfirmed. That's one letter. So oh. this person has already had, after Ben's death, a confirmation simply by thinking about it. The master obviously heard it, responded with this inflow of downflow of energy. Here's a very short one. Dear editors, one evening, a month or so after Benjamin Krem died, uh, at the end of my personal meditation, I asked Maitreya, using his hand, using the hand card, for very specific help to do with a particular chakra. The response was instantaneous. The center was immediately changed, and this process appears to be continuing as the days go by and we enter 2017. In other words, we are not alone. All thoughts and prayers are heard and answered. So those are two letters that have just come in, so confirming for us the fact that the Master is still present. And recently, if I may just continue along this line, I read in the Master DK's book, Esoteric Psychology, Volume 2, uh, something that um, I'll, I'll paraphrase it. it the Master DK was talking about New Age groups, an Aquarian group, and comparing it with what he called Piscean groups. And this is what he said. The leader in Aquarian groups uh, takes care very soon in the life of the group to cut what he called the umbilical cord and to leave the workers free to be independent and to find their own way of doing things. However, that leader continues, as a mother would do, to pay attention, to uh, oversee, to keep an eye on. And then, here comes the important point, what I'm saying now, even after the passing, even after the death of the disciple of the leader, this care and attention and overseeing guidance continues. So even after the disciple, the leader has passed, the work continues. I take from this the fact, and uh, it is my experience, as I, I, I might be being fanciful, but it is my experience and I feel with con some conviction that I can say, I feel that Mr. Krem and his master continue to be uh, a guiding presence in our work. That's a very, very uh, hopeful and I'm sure quite genuine experience, Felicity. The work is important enough that I don't think they just drop it from the other side of the veil. Um, exactly, no, because the, the masters... Mm -hmm. Sorry, because the masters... The masters never waste their energy, and so they wouldn't just drop us, as you say. It wouldn't take us so many years, working 40 years or more, and it wouldn't just stop now. If it is genuine, exactly. it's continuing, and it is, right? Yes. As we uh, end the program, I want to draw uh, listeners' attention to a couple of things. You mentioned the December edition of Share International magazine. It contains a very special tribute and um, a reflection on Benjamin Krem's life entitled The Life of Service. So I invite you to uh, go to the website, share-international.org, where you will find that article. 
we talked about how we can work directly with the masters. We've already talked about us as ordinary people. We've talked about the service aspect. We've talked about transmission meditation and personal meditation. We've also talked about Mr. Krem's lithographic art and the Benjamin Krem Museum site. You mentioned just now uh, working with the hand from this letter. Um, I invite mm. people to go to the SHARE International website and uh, type in the search um, faculty Maitreya's hand. There you will find uh, an article in the October 2001 issue where a handprint of Maitreya was um, placed on a bathroom window, uh, not a bathroom mirror, and that hand, people can, by looking at it, draw the attention, the healing attention of Maitreya to the extent that it is karmically available. Uh, that hand can be reproduced. You can take it to a Xerox machine. You can do anything you want to. Um, there's, there's, no, there's no cost to it, no patent. And uh, is there anything else you'd like to say about the hand as, as a tool for the disciple um, or for ordinary people, Felicity? No, just uh, exactly what you've said, just to uh, endorse what you've said, and even just visualizing it, if you don't have the hand card but you're familiar with what it looks like, just visualizing it will have the same effect, and uh, I recommend its use to everybody. Do we have time for me to end off with just two small things? One, a poem by Benjamin Krem? Absolutely. Yes? Go ahead. Yes. So, if I may... This people will find in Matreya's Mission, Volume 3, a book by Benjamin Krem, and this is a poem by Benjamin Krem himself, and I'm reading it because I believe it encapsulates perfectly Ben. As courtiers sit awaiting the, the entrance... Can you give the it's page right number we're being cut off? It's right in the beginning of the book, right at the dedication, the dedication page. Okay, thank you. Keep reading. <laughs> As courtiers sit waiting the entrance of Matre the king, do we await you? Only some do not sit, but run hither and thither, telling the glad tidings. The great lord, chief among chieftains, dismounts and approaches the gate. Open it quickly, that he be not delayed. And with that, our program ends. Thank you, Felicity. And once again... Thank you very much indeed. Yes. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.